Follow What Was The Score podcast on Twitter at WWTS underscore podcast and follow us on YouTube too at the same name, What Was The Score podcast, the sports history podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and chin and welcome back to What Was the Score, the Sports History Podcast. Real good one for you today. Got an interview with the star of the National League, star of Thames Valley Cavaliers, Taylor Johnson. We have a really good chat about his life in America playing basketball, what it's like over here, some of the differences, you know, I, I, we touch on that a lot in, in a lot of the podcasts, some of the differences in British basketball and American. And yeah, it's, it's really great getting Taylor on. Great guy, great podcast. And yeah, I hope you enjoy this one. Thank you, Taylor, for giving me your time on this. And here we go. Okay, so I've got a really special guest today. I've got my first basketball player on the pod. I've got uh, Taylor Johnson, who's just completed his third year in England with Thames Valley Cavaliers. I want to say thank you for your time this morning, Taylor, and good morning. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to, excited to be here. Yeah, it should be a good one. So let's get straight into it. Obviously, I'm British basketball, uh, British basketball was my passion, but you had a very different experience of that growing up. Can you tell us a little bit about what high school and college basketball was like for you? Yeah, so I played all kinds of sports growing up when I was young and even through my freshman year. Um, I played basketball, baseball, football, did track. Um, and at my first high school, it was actually it was actually a powerhouse uh, for football, um, American football. Mm. Um, when I was in middle school and then my first couple of years of high school, they actually won three state championships in a row, and I think that I think that experience was was really valuable and really was like my first taste of um, you know high level uh, performance and and like got a taste for what it takes to to be one of the better teams better programs and so that was like extremely valuable um and then after freshman year I decided uh that I kind of had a chance uh I got a sense that I could go somewhere with basketball and maybe you know get a scholarship and maybe play in college and then you know always had that was always a dream of like playing playing professionally but I definitely got the sense that if I worked at it, if I committed to it, I could play in college and I could get a scholarship and I could go somewhere. So after my freshman year, I decided at the high school that was a football powerhouse where I was playing football, I actually played quarterback and mm. cornerback. I decided to not stick with football, which was, which was, which was something. Um, <laughs> I imagine yeah, that so I uh, down too well with the school. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like they weren't super excited about it, but yeah. they, they also they also totally respected it and course, yeah. Um, yeah, encouraged me to do to do it. Um, yeah. So after freshman year, I decided to j just go all in on basketball and play all year round. Um, and then I uh, got better and better, uh, was growing. Um, and then my senior year, I moved. We moved uh, schools, school districts, and 
got on a team that was really, really good at basketball. And the guys on the team were um, really invested, kind of the same way I was with basketball. And that was an awesome experience. Um, so we had a lot of success my senior year. Uh, that was really cool. Good. And then, uh, of course, you went to uh, Dartmouth College. And, um, yeah, you, you use a... Uh, all the reports were, uh, say that you're an efficient player. Um, would always get, you know, 10 points, handful of assists, handful of rebounds. Uh, tipped it off with 29 versus Maine. Uh, you had a, you played all 40 minutes against Harvard one time. Yeah, you sound like you had a, a good time in college. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, when I was starting to get to, like, junior or senior year of high school and uh, I was starting to get interest from different schools, um, I didn't know much about, yeah, Dartmouth or any of the other Ivy League schools, but, you know, once I realized that I wasn't going to like a huge D1, I wasn't going, once I realized I wasn't going to Duke or, um, you know, Kentucky or, or someplace like that, one of the big, big, big names, um, you know, I started to look more into these schools and, you know, saw that they were having more success in athletics and starting to compete with a lot of the mid-majors. And, and I decided that was, that was going to be the place where I was going to go. And then, yeah. And being the, being the player that I was that like, you know, I wasn't, you know, the biggest or could jump the highest or, you know, had any crazy physical attributes. Um, I always had to like build my skills and so I think that kind of, that's kind of how, you know, my game was like kind of built into like trying to play the whole game and understanding the game and trying to, yeah, not just rely on whatever it was like jumping high or dunking or, or just, or just, you know, one aspect. Um, so I think that's kind of how, yeah, I started to play the whole game, like shooting, passing, um, re try to rebound well, like. Yeah, so that was a uh, college was an awesome experience, and uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, and obviously it's um, you know, you're, you're reaping what you sowed now because of course in the national league, um, since you come over, one year with Leicester, two years uh, Thames Valley, you're averaging around twenty three, five and seven, so you've got a really well rounded uh, skills package. Yeah, yeah, and it also helps. I mean, we've got I've got a. Uh, I got lucky and I was on a, a team with a lot of talented guys. So, and, and this is also the second year of being with a lot of those same guys. So mm -hmm. the whole uh, chemistry thing, it didn't, it didn't take long. It, it didn't take, uh, there was not like a, uh, a growth period. It was like, we all kind of knew each other's games. We were all familiar with each other. Um, so I think that's, that's a big help as well. Um, yeah. So if, if, if you can touch on this season uh, for us a little bit, obviously it, it went well for Thames Valley, 17-2. and two. It's just a shame that, uh, you know, Solent are a team, really. Um, there's not a lot mm. of stopping them. Guyman's doing some fantastic stuff there. But how was, uh, how was the season for you and for Thames Valley? Yeah, it was a unique season with um, COVID and then the, the rescheduling of games and, and just the you know, the mix up of routine here and there, everyone having to adjust and all that. So that was really unique. And then also, you know, not having fans, um, you know, seats being spaced out, yeah. uh, 
yeah so but still this despite all that stuff we i thought we had you know we had some we had some good things going on we had a good record we had some we had uh we had some really cool highs um we played what we beat solent and uh that hasn't been done in a couple years i don't know how many games so that was that was pretty cool and they, they really are a good team and a good a good program they're doing they're doing some good things um we got to play in the bbl trophy this year and really had a chance to we took surrey down to the wire but unfortunately they uh they got us on a buzzer beater um that was a really cool experience um yeah we had some we had some ups and downs but i think it was uh it was a really it was a good season it was a yeah. good season. Un- unfortunate, unfortunate ending, a little underwhelming finish, but you know, there's some, there's some good teams and uh, they just got us on that day. That's kind of how it goes. That's how the sport goes. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a game of runs, isn't it? Um, and yeah. I, obviously I don't know how much you can say and how much you know, but uh, next season will we be looking at a similar Thames Valley team? Do you reckon you'll still be as competitive as you were this year? Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So, yeah, I'm not sure what uh, I mean, this is kind of the time where we're, everyone's trying to figure out, you know, what's what's yeah. coming up, um, you know, what opportunities are there, um, who's all got, who's all planning to come back uh, and that sort of thing. So but so I think we'll just have to wait and see on that. But I think, you know, TVC has been competitive for um, a handful of years and I don't expect that they would drop off anytime soon. Yeah. Here's um, the hoping anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, um, as I said, this is your first, you've just completed your third season here. You've obviously played a lot, uh, in, in, in the United States. What's some of the differences in playing not only abroad, but in Britain to playing back stateside? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think thinking back on my college experience, I can remember, well, one, the three point line is farther out here. So <laughs> I think there's a lot more spacing and that kind of plays into, into my, into my game and my skill set. Uh, just being, you know, you know, relying more on skill and not, you know, on being like, you know, a physical specimen. So I think, um, I think that that way it plays over abroad or overseas or, or over here in this league is, is definitely a benefit to my game. Um, in college, it was a little more, the court was a little more shrunken and uh, because the three point line was closer. So everyone was kind of squeezed in more. Um, so I think there was more, I think it, it kind of paid to be more stronger. Um, so uh, it was a more physical, there was more bumping, there was more kind of guiding the ball handler. Mm. Um, I think there was really, the referees out here do like a really good job of like not letting any of that go on. They really give, they really give the offensive player like the the freedom to move um, and dribble and all that. And they really, you know, make the defense play without fouling in most mm. of the time. Um so I think uh, I really enjoyed that that part of it, being able to, you know, use those use you know the skill and the finesse and uh, 
all that stuff. I really enjoyed that. Um, I think in college there, we, you know, we had more time, we had more time on the court to, and we had more time like in the film room. Um, so I think, especially in conference, uh, all the teams really know like exactly what to expect. So it was a lot more low scoring. The game could get, uh, the game could get kind of grind out, uh, knowing, you know, knowing the plays. So the, the plays go deeper into the shot clock. Um, and you hear there's, it's a much more, especially the last two years, uh, there's much more like faster pace, high scoring, um, which I, I love that. I love playing that way. Uh, yeah. I think everyone loves playing offense. Yeah, of um, course, yeah. Um, when you're scoring, you love playing offense, yeah. Yeah, everyone loves the chance to score and, and play that way. Um, and even this year, a lot of the times the, the games were high scoring, but I think I think this year there was, you know, teams did a lot more, a lot more, put a lot more emphasis, got a lot better on defense. Mm. Um, but there was a lot of fast breaks I saw across every league in England. There's a lot of on-ball steals, uh, a lot of full-court press too, I saw. Yeah, yeah, that was something that was something that uh yeah happened to us a couple of times, especially early this season, was like at the full court pickup uh and play like that. Um yeah, there's lots of there's lots of I lo- yeah, there's a lot more up and down, I think. I think that's a difference. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine a, a big difference also you see is in um facilities. Oh, for sure. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think that's one of the things, uh, one of the biggest differences is the facilities, but also, yeah, just the access Mm. to the facility. So, you know, you guys, I think everyone's familiar. I think it's called leisure centers here, like the workout, workout centers with the weights and the gym. And then lots of the gyms also have a court. And, um, so one of the things I was kind of shocked when I first got over here was that to play basketball on the court at those workout centers or at the leisure centers, it has to be booked. So that, that was a huge difference in the States. Um, you know, they have like lifetimes and, and all those things that are exactly like leisure centers here. They're just not called leisure centers. Um, that when the courts aren't being used for a class, when they're not being used for, you know, a cycling class, a workout class or Zumba or whatever it is, when it's not booked, um, the courts are open for people to shoot. And if there's enough people around they're they're open to play games. So, um, yeah, so the, so the access to courts and being able to play the game is, 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 higher or better in, yeah. in the States. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of the things that I was kind of surprised to see out here. Uh, of course there's outside courts here, but with, with the outside courts, you have to, yeah, take into account the weather. Yeah. <laughs> and the, English, the English weather out here, it rains a lot. So playing, yeah. playing in the rain can be, can be a that's little a bit of an obvious. Yeah, right. I'm glad yeah, you picked so. up on that one uh, with the courts because I think that's a a big criticism that a lot of people have at, at all levels. Um, uh-huh. 
but yeah oh well i mean what else can we do uh for, for, i think there's some promising things going on though with uh with different with different bbl clubs and organizations and uh i think building new new arenas or have yeah. plans to do things like that so i think that's something that's kind of being addressed and maybe that's one of the things that just takes a little time but yeah, it seems I mean, like it seems like there's some promising things Oh, well, let's wait and see. I mean, I know around the corner from me, where I live, they're building um, some professional level three on three courts. Um, and uh-huh. they're, yeah, that, that's going to be uh, very, very good. They're doing a whole opening ceremony uh, for that. Um, so we're obviously looking forward to that. Um, but again, that, that's on a booking kind of system. Um, yeah. But, and that's outside too. So. <laughs> it'll be good quality courts but whether we'll ever really get to you know we being me and lower level players ever get to use them is different different question but right yeah but um, other than obviously that you know the issues with the courts from your experience and you know from what, what you understand about the game what do you think British basketball can do to grow uh, I think yeah I think like I said, there are some promising things going on. Mm. And I think, um, you know, as far as like, there's been some big investors in some of the clubs. So, you know, it seems, it seems to me that, you know, other people also are noticing that there is a market for basketball here in England. And I think there, there is a lot of, there is a lot of interest around the game. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things that's, that's a good sign. Um, you know, I think another good sign is that basketball, basketball England, I definitely noticed this year has made themselves much more of a present presence on social media. Yeah. And so I think that goes in hand with making the game more accessible and, and more attractive. Um, so I think, yeah, is, is, to continue making the game more accessible for all people um, and through all times of the year. So like, you know, those outside courts uh, during the winter or, or when the weather is not nice, it's, you know, the game's not really accessible. So, you know, if there's a way to make it more accessible to, you know, all the lower levels and all the kids um, that's a great way to, to build the sport. Um and I think the yeah, Sky the social, Sports deal yeah. for the BBL was fantastic for that too. What was that? I think the Sky Sports deal for the um oh for the BBL fantastic, fantastic for absolutely, absolutely. I really hope that turns into to something uh, bigger. I think what mm. they're on the they're on a two year yeah they got one more season yeah yeah. So I think yeah that's another thing is is yeah if it's on TV, um yeah that's a huge that's a huge thing for for basketball. Um, and then other than that, it's just, um, you know, everyone I've spoken to said that we're, we're always going to be second place to football and there's not mm. a lot we can do about that. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, football's huge, right? Football's huge. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if it has to really be like a, a competition. Yeah. Maybe all, maybe it will be second for a long time, but I don't know. I think there's room for both. Um, yeah, I mean, in my experience, you know, there's tons of kids, there's tons of people out here that, you know, love the game. Like there's, you know, I think, you know, if England can continue to, 
bring in people that are like passionate about the game um, and, and find a way to keep those people here as, and I, I mean that for, you know, all, all kind of aspects. I mean, players, coaches, teams, leagues, uh, people like yourself, like who are, you know, keep around the game and, you know, helping the culture and like spreading the word. Like, I think, you know, continue to like facilitate like those sort of, those sort of, you know, people around in England and around the game, like that's going to grow the sport. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's and, loads and of some of it takes time. Yeah. I mean, we've seen um, with these reels, obviously coming out of absolutely nowhere to uh, uh, be doing fantastic stuff with his uh, recording of the games. We've seen SBB on TikTok who have hundreds of thousands of, of followers and they're all doing great stuff. And, and a lot of the stuff's really um, accessible for the casual viewer. You know, everyone wants to see the highlight plays. Everyone wants mm -hmm. to see high quality courts, you know, courts so bad it's funny, stuff like that. But um, yeah, so I, I think, uh, you know, as you say, there's so many positives and there's so many good people uh, doing good things within British basketball that um, I think, especially with the Sky deal, it's, it's moving in the right direction. Absolutely. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously being, being in England and being in London and we've mentioned uh, football, have you adopted a football team yet? So, no, I haven't. I, that was one of the things I really wanted to do, uh, wanted to make sure I did while I was over here is to you know, attend a game. Mm. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't yet done that. And, and I haven't, I haven't uh, adopted a team. So uh, do you have, do you have any recommendations on which one I should go see? Or yeah. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm a big West Ham fan. Um, West Ham. Okay. Yeah. And obviously being in a, being in, in London, you're never a million miles away from uh, Stratford where they play. Um, we've got European football uh, next year. Um, we're a, I don't know how this has turned into a, a pitch for me to like West Ham. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're playing European football next year, a, a good family club. Um, it's, yeah. You know, it's got more commercial in recent years, um, but it's not on the likes of Arsenal or Chelsea. Um, Plus, the, the issue with following Arsenal and Chelsea is kind of like saying, oh, I'm a Lakers fan. Um, you know, it, you, you're going to get used to them. You like them because they're winning. Um, all right, right now they're not amazing, but you like them because they're winning. But what happens when they stop winning? You know, West ah. Ham have historically been awful. So th there's no so expectation. Yeah, yeah, that, like, yeah. It wasn't too long ago, we was, you know, we got relegated. Um but yeah, West Ham. Um, that that's that's uh, either that or um, I, I don't know where you but are based in in England. Go to a, a, a local non-league one. You know, if if you're in, yeah, that's normally your cheaper way in. It will be cold and you will have to stand there for three hours. But that's part know, of the experience, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a baptism of fire. What's uh, I have heard, I have caught wind a little wind of uh, a little football drama with the super super yeah. league. Yeah, yeah. heard a little bit about that. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Um, well, so obviously being a basketball fan, I look at it and I go, this is what the Euro League is. That, that's uh -huh. all it is. It's this franchise okay. league that, you know, it's somewhat similar to the BBL where you don't really need to qualify for it. Um, 
But what a, what a lot of people have said they don't like about it is the fact that it takes away from domestic competition. What's the point in trying hard in the league to qualify for the Champions League if you know you're going to be playing in the Super League no matter what? Uh, um, and a lot of people don't like football for, or certain football teams for the money in it. They don't like the idea that you can buy good teams Um you know, which obviously is a system that America doesn't really have. Um, so that that's some of the big criticisms of it. And, you know, Britain's so stuck on tradition for, you know, for better or worse, you know, um, mm-hmm. that pe- people don't like change sim- <laughs> simply. Um, but, you know, I, I think I, I, I wasn't a supporter of it. Um, I wasn't so, you know, staunchy against it like everyone else was. But, um, yeah, I, I weren't particularly a fan of it that kind of uh you know reminds me of the of the point that uh yeah for for basketball in england to grow uh i wonder if i wonder if it would make more sense if uh you know the leagues was structured similarly to some of the other European countries yeah. where it's all kind of in one, it's all one, I don't know what you call it. One. Um, yeah. With promotion and relegation. Yeah. With promotion yeah. and relegation, we can have two separate, two separate things going on with the BBL being its own thing. Yeah. And then the NBL yeah. kind of being, yeah, kind of being set up as, as that whole relegation thing. So yeah, I know. I, I just wonder if it was kind of all one all together, if it would just be, if the whole yeah unification thing would, would, you know, make more sense and have people all working on the same, on the same big, big project. Mm. Um, and we kind of have two separate, two separate entities, you know, working on their own thing, um, which I think maybe isn't, maybe it's not a bad thing. Um, you know, there's basketball in all, all different places here. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's pros and cons to it. Um, obviously, you know, some of the cons are take teams like the London City Royals. Um, yeah, if if they they would have had to have you know if they didn't fold, they would have had to get rid of everyone. They would have got relegated, relegated again. Yeah. Then they would have just folded. Leeds a few years ago, they were consistently like awful. Uh, you know, they, they would have just got relegated and then folded earlier. But at the same time, it you know, obviously people follow Solon, TVC, Derby. They follow them, like, really, really passionately. Um, yeah. And then, of course, put them in the BBL. We, we saw it with Solon uh, last year. They made it to the final little cup. Um, yeah. I mean, th- th- there's pros and cons to it. But I don't, with the Sky deal... At the moment, I think it's better to lock into uh, those twelve teams and just see how that yeah. goes. But yeah, yeah, I know. I, I definitely think that you know the promotion relegation system uh, would be good. Yeah, I mean, as with yeah, with me being on uh, in the NBL with TVC on a winning team. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know, I know. I would. I would really. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would definitely route for the whole relegation mm. and it'll all be one thing because yeah as a player as a competitor um yeah i would i want to i want to test you know test 
test my skills against the best and compete against the best. And we did get a chance. We, we played some team, a team last year. We played this year, um, but it was just one chance. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. so I would love it if we were able to, if we had a chance to move up and that, and that way I'd get to play with, with what's considered to be the best, the mm. best league. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. You know, um, there's a lot of uh, talented teams and players in the National League that definitely, you know, could be getting, um, could make that step up. We saw it with Elliot Sentence, um, yeah. you know, with, with people like yourself, Blaine, um, yeah. you know, Akeem, all on TVC that clearly have enough talent to, to, to be there when you, when you consider some of the, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but of course, you know, some BBL teams aren't very good and those teams are deep. You know, the, the, the 12th right. player on the bench isn't, the greatest player in the world um, right but there's definitely players you know Andre Arisol probably could do it in the BBL um but yeah you know obviously that's a decision to be made by people smarter than us so right right I mean I, I think it is really cool that the BBL has um has shown that they'll that they're gonna that they believe in you know some guys in the NBL and, and picked up some guys from the NBL mm. um so I think that's you know as a player that that's playing in the NBL. That's, that's really promising. That's, you know, keeps me like excited. Um, so yeah, I mean, Martel was on our team last year. He played with Surrey this year and, uh, he's doing well. Um, Surrey picked up. Yeah. They picked up a couple of NBL guys. They picked up Evan, they picked up Cam Mm. Martel. Um, and, and those guys did well. So I think, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Those guys are well, great for everyone else. Leicester yeah. always have it with the Leicester Riders uh, youth, uh, uh, the university one. Um, you know, people yep. like um, oh, I'm trying try to think of the guys, the German guy. Um, oh, they, they have speaking, a, yeah, they have, they have Loughborough yeah, for Loughborough, yeah. Um, okay, but uh, Loughborough always um, have guys, you know, Cole Jimenez uh, steps up every now uh, and then. Um, uh, the name will come to me eventually, but. Yeah, no. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, stuff some certain uh, will happen. Um, but with, within the national league, we're talking about talented players. Um, as a defensive player, who do you hate coming up against? And then, as an offensive player, who do you see? Who do you hate to see pick you up? Um, as a as a defense, I think. I think we had our most difficult challenge was, was Solent this year. Mm. And I think it, I think it came down to just them all being, you know, in sync Mm. and yeah, really knowing what they're looking at and like everyone's on the same page. Um, and, And the ball just moves, you know, moves really well for them, moves to the right spot. And yeah. So that was, I think that's hands down probably was yeah. our, was our biggest challenge. Um, and even then, if you put Ian Smith on an island. What, yeah, they definitely, they had some talented guys. That's the thing. So, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you helped, if you had to bring an extra defender to someone, then, you know, they, they get the ball out and then they, you know, you're chasing and, yeah. you know, they keep the ball ahead and Just keep it out of yeah. yeah. And they have, you know, lots of threats. And, and then offensively, um, 
Yeah, I think offensively was probably our biggest challenge would be ourselves. <laughs> uh, I really, I really, yeah, I really think that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, ourselves really. Yeah. We, uh, we were, we had, we had lots of talented guys. And we didn't have, we usually didn't have a lot of trouble scoring. I think in one of the Solent games, we really, we went on like a really dry spell. Mm. Uh a really long dry spell. Um, but I think really throughout the season, like that was, you know, one of the, one of the themes is that, yeah, we need to, you know, hold ourselves to like a high standard. Cause we're the only, we're really the only ones that, you know, could, could yeah. hurt ourselves. Yeah. 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 So. Um, Simon, I remember this name, Jonas Dietrich. Yep. Yeah. That's the one. Um, so from TVC, let's say you're going down to Finsbury Park on a Sunday. Um, who, what two teammates are you bringing? You've got to win a three-on-three three game. Uh, that's an interesting one because I know there's a little bit, I guess the strategy and mm. the, the play is a little different in a three-on-three three game. And I'm yeah. not totally familiar with it, but uh, I was, we had a little conversation about this with one of my teammates at some point towards the end of the year. Um, um I think I'm going to have to go with, I'm going to have to get Akeem. Mm. My only worry there is that I think the three on three game is a, like, uh, there's a little bit more emphasis on the three point shooting. Right. Um, I'm not sure is, if that's true, if that's the case, but it, it yeah, so we'll have, to get, yeah. we'll have to get Akeem's three point shot. We'll have to work on his <laughs> three point shot. Uh, but I think you got to have, you know, having a big or having a guy that's kind of a mismatch for guards or have, he's also a mismatch for bigs and also the space. Mm. Uh, I think that's, that's going to be my first pick. And then, you know, with all the spacing, I think you got to have someone that can really guard the perimeter uh, and like in space, that's a hard thing to do is to yeah. guard a guard with loss of space in a five on five game. You kind of have, you know, you have help. You, yeah. have, you have to guard a smaller area. And the three-on-three game, you're really on an island, like you said. So some of those, you know, talented guards will will uh, expose you. So I think uh, I think I'm picking, I'm definitely picking Charles Charles Aqua Davis from uh, mm. my team. He's, uh, he's a really good defender. He's probably the toughest defender I faced this yeah. year, really. And, and yeah. that's the thing, you know, that you have you have to pick toughness too, because um you know in three on three in general and especially when you go down to the park you're getting fouled hard um and you, you're getting pushed about and you need someone that can push back yeah yeah but, so those yeah. are my guys right there yeah well maybe maybe you maybe we'll see you down at finsbury park at some time um maybe yeah, if i'm if i'm here in the summer maybe uh maybe yeah. try to get a little a little yeah. team together that would be fun yeah well jordan williams uh from worcester was down there the other week just um playing so uh yeah, I hope, I hope something good might happen down there. But you know, you say um might be here in the summer. What's what's next for you? Obviously, are you plan to come back to TVC or uh, what? Yeah, what's next? Um, yeah. So right now, I'm trying to figure out yeah where I'll be for the off season. Mm. Um, whether it's going to be here for the next couple of months or if I'm going to go back to the states uh, for the off season. Um, and then. And then, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of see, going to see what, what op opportunities are there. Going to speak with the coaches here at TVC, 
and and you know get a feel for yeah what's what uh, what the opportunities are and uh we'll see so as of right now you know nothing set in stone mm. um i would love to come back to england yeah um but we'll see we'll see well you'd be an asset to any english team so um they'll i presume there'll always be an offer here and uh I know that TVC will fans will want you back. I want to see you back in England, but I want to say thank you uh, for giving me your time today, Taylor. It's been a great uh, chat with you, and um, yeah, it, it's been brilliant. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was great. Thanks. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Thank you.